the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome into the Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce. It's Monday, November 13th, 2023. I hope you had a great weekend and that you were able to think about and celebrate Veterans Day. Of course, it was uh, on 11-11, which was Saturday. Originally, Armistice Day was celebrated on the first anniversary after the end of World War I, becoming a national holiday in 1938. Uh, but after World War II and the Korean War, it became Veterans Day. And it's a day that we celebrate veterans for their patriotism, love of country, and sacrifice for the common good. So thank you again to all you veterans and for everything that you do and have done for this great country. Hey, uh, there was some good football over the weekend, and uh, I want to play for you a short clip from Friday's show. I am going 48-17 Ohio State. And are you ready for this? Stop the press. Browns, 24. Ravens, 22. Browns are going to upset the Ravens on Sunday. Jeff Murtal producing, keeping me online and on time. Man, you said 35-10, Ohio State over Michigan State. That final score was 38-3, correct? Yep. You were you were almost on the money. Now I said forty eight seventeen. My margin was thirty one. They ended up winning by thirty five. Let's break the Buckeyes down first. What did you think of the Buckeyes win uh, Saturday? It was a good win. It was a little weird because they're usually a second half team, but in this game they came out and just steamrolled them in the first half, which was good to see. But then the offense kind of disappeared in the second half. I thought for sure after they put 35 up there in the first half, I thought, or whatever it was, uh, I thought, yeah, they'll definitely get to 48. And then it was like second team, third third team. Uh, let, all right, man, let's talk Browns and Ravens. Now my margin, uh, my, my total, I said Browns 24, Ravens 22. The final was Cleveland 33, Baltimore 31. I got the margin right, but I'm I'm just gloating over the fact that I picked that they would win. What, what did you think? Were you shocked? I was surprised. Uh, I definitely didn't think they'd win with the injuries they had, but uh, they hung around. It wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. I said something last night before I went to bed. I posted it on social media, and I had a lot of people laugh at me. I said the Browns went to Baltimore. And and by the way, they have a ton of injuries in, in the defensive secondary, had some issues on the line. And certainly for the rest of the year, they're without who I believe is arguably the best running back in the NFL. They they turned the ball over twice and essentially gave Baltimore 14 points. Uh, first of all, that's tough to do against anybody, but Baltimore especially 
So that being said, the Browns still came out a winner. And Deshaun Watson, we talked about this on Friday, Jeff, and I think you you teed it up. You said, this is why they got him. This is the Browns' answer to the Baltimore quarterback. And the first half, he looked like a dumpster fire. The second half, 14 of 14, made some key runs, made some incredible throws. And I said, look, the way that they were able to do this, I think the Browns are the better team. I think the better team won yesterday. Everybody laughed at me. What do you think? Do you think the Browns have a better team, or do you think Baltimore is still the team to beat? Well, it's close. It's With all the injuries, it's kind of hard to say right now, today, the Browns are better. But if you put everyone healthy, everyone on the Browns healthy, everyone on the Ravens healthy, I think in that argument, you could definitely say the Browns have the better team. All right, man. So what do you think this week, then? I know it's early. Oh, I don't know. This one is now even bigger because this we saw it in week two. You had the big win over the Bengals. Everyone was excited. They said, oh, the season is going to be great. And then they gave all that momentum back with the loss to Pittsburgh. You can't do that again. You got the big win over Baltimore. They got a chance to keep it rolling, get you know right there in the division with a win over Pittsburgh. But we've seen it before. Pittsburgh may not be the better team, but for whatever reason, the Browns just struggle to beat Pittsburgh. So should they win? Yes, they should win. But I'm I'm going to hold my breath until I see it happen. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, uh, and we've had that conversation too. They 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 win the ones that you don't think they're going to win, and and the ones that you think they might have a chance of winning. Uh, it's like the junior varsity squad shows up. Well, hey, uh, Jeff, great job on on that Buckeye prediction. Am I gloating? Yes, I'm gloating. I mean, I'm like a broken clock. I'm 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 right, you know, twice a day. And so when I am right, I'm, I'm going to point it out. What else over the weekend? Uh, here's some other news. Tim Scott, GOP presidential candidate, U.S. senator from South Carolina, he suspended his campaign over the weekend. And the overarching reaction is this. Tim Scott was a nice man. He was principled. I liked him. And you know what? I don't disagree with that. I agree with it. He seems to be a, a deeply principled guy. And... Uh, and the antithesis, really, of what progressives would have you believe about blacks in America, as he's pointed out, he is an, a living example of the bunk that is their argument of the disadvantaged black person in 2023 in America. So that leaves uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Chris Christie on the JV team. Uh, Of course, the varsity candidate is Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States. He still holds a commanding lead in the GOP primary. Now, today's Real Clear number is brought to you by the Ohio Press Network. Find us at theohiopressnetwork.com. Show that Trump is uh, up 58.5 to DeSantis's 14.5. That's nationwide. In New Hampshire, it's a little closer with Trump at 48.5 to Nikki Haley's 14.8 or almost 15. And in Iowa, Trump leads with 47.3% to DeSantis's 17%. Give me a call today if you'd like. Uh, not many guests lined up. We're going to chat a lot. So maybe you want to talk Donald J. Trump. Maybe you want to talk other GOP candidates. 
844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. Do you think anyone on the JV squad has a chance of defeating and uh, overtaking the varsity player in the GOP, Donald J. Trump? Now, some of you might argue, well, look at look at all the legal challenges Trump has. It's going to cost him a lot of money and a lot of time, and I don't disagree with you there. So let's have that discussion. We're going to talk today about several things, and I'm going to call this the unpacking show. I'm going to unpack a lot of information, and it's an information that's super important because it's information that we're going to build on in the days, weeks, and months ahead, God willing, um, you know, that I have a chance to continue to fill in. But even if we don't, uh, you know, when I call back in and, and Bruce and I are chatting, I'm going to I'm going to bring these things up because it's important to have a foundation on which you can stand and and be on equal ground and equal footing. So I'm going to unpack some of those ideas today, and we're going to talk about it through the lens of the anti-Israel hate breaking out around the country, even including a hate crime that happened over the weekend at Ohio State University where two Jewish students were attacked and the Jewish center vandalized. Now, real quick on that, I, I, I want to point out, isn't it interesting over the weekend I was having this conversation about a Jewish hate crime? And you can, can you guess, I was talking to a progressive, can you guess where the conversation went almost immediately? Guns. Guns. I, I bet guns were involved. I bet guns were involved. You know, guns have, have made issues like this uh, worse, right? So it's this diversion to, to guns instead of sitting down in the middle of the real issue, which is uh, we haven't learned from history. We Never again? Boy, that was fast. It, 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 we're not even a couple of generations out from the Holocaust, and and here we are. But here's what I want to remind you. Do you remember when I told you that in 2020 it was Black Lives Matter or BLM, which really should stand for burn, loot, and murder? BLM and the killing of a black man by a police officer, that was the flashpoint for social unrest that progressives all over used to elevate Democrats and and push Joe Biden into the White House. And I said that was the case in 2020. But I said in 2024, it will be PLM, Palestinian Lives Matter, that this would be the flashpoint of social unrest that Democrats will wield as a weapon against Republicans, conservatives, people with Judeo-Christian values, in an attempt to turn attention away from failed progressive policies in big cities, in the White House, and shift the focus to a crisis demagogues and their activists have manufactured. That's the case. We're going to talk a little bit more about that throughout today's show. Stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. Hey, welcome back in. Jack Windsor filling in for the Bruce Woolley on the Bruce Woolley Show. And you're listening on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Thank you for letting me ride shotgun with you today. 
And if you want to chat about anything, politics, policy, people shaping both here in the Buckeye State or even nationally, give me a shout. 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. Before we went to break, I was gloating a little bit about my prediction that the Browns would win by two over the Ravens. Hold your applause. (laughs) By the way, my wife and kids are tired of hearing about it. I told them like three times yesterday. Hey, did you hear me? Did you hear me get that right? Um, Obviously, I don't get it right often. Uh, But I digress. We also started talking about unpacking some, some deep stuff. And um, part of what we're going to unpack is the relationship between Black Lives Matter, BLM, and certain Palestinian groups. Now, one of them is Students for uh, Justice in Palestine. There are several others, but there are groups all over the country that are protesting. And let's talk about that. They have a right. They have a First Amendment right to assemble and, and, and speak freely, but politically. I think the thing that we have to not ignore, though, is that when they say from the river to the sea, um, they're not going with the narrative that corporate media outlets are trying to construct for you, which is you should really feel bad for the Palestinians, and you should. You should feel bad for innocent people. You should feel bad for kids who are killed or, or get in the way of, of what, what happens in war. But make no mistake about it, um, from the river to the sea is not a policy of negotiation or appeasement. It is a radical idea that Jewish people should be eliminated. And it's important to understand history lest it be repeated. So we started talking about the connection between Black Lives Matter and these Palestinian movements. Keep in mind, in 2020, the people who leveraged Black Lives Matter are on the blue team. They're, well, actually, they're on the red team, too. There are, there are, there are progressives in both parties, uh, and in places like Ohio, those progressives put an R behind their name so that you elect them without thinking about who they really are or what their voting record is. And by the way, if you didn't hear last week, we talked about a new tool that you'll have in your tool belt as an Ohio voter. So get up to uh, 989theanswer.com. I had to double check. 989theanswer.com. And listen to the interview with Jim Renacy, and you can find out how to score lawmakers. So that way you can separate the wheat from the chaff, the pretenders from the contenders, the people who are contending for your vote because they're conservative and the pretenders who just put an R behind their name so that you'll vote for them. But both parties, progressives in both parties, leveraged the chaos created by Black Lives Matter as a social flashpoint. They raised tons of money. And guess where that money went? Do you think it went to Donald J. Trump's campaign? Do you think it went to uh, the coffers that release political prisoners from January 6th? Nope. It went toward progressive movements all around the country. Um, But there's a connection, and it's important that we make that connection because there's a manufactured hatred for the system, 
that's prevalent in both movements. A hatred for the foundation. In Israel, they hate the system. They hate the foundation. They want to wreck it from the river to the sea. And they've done it there the same way that they've done it in America by bastardizing the truth, misrepresenting history and the present in order to deceive people into believing that Israel is evil because it's a settler nation of whites. Just like the progressives have poisoned many to believe that America is evil, built on the backs of minorities, built on racism that was put into the system by these white settlers. I mean, never mind that America has been the most successful nation on the planet to eradicate the scourge of slavery, provide equal opportunity for all people and more. But that doesn't fit the narrative because that doesn't create distrust and that doesn't create hate and that doesn't create disruption and chaos. And that is what they need. Later on, we'll also talk about issue one, the radical abortion amendment that Ohioans passed last week. And it might be hard to follow, but there's actually a tie between issue one and the anti-Israel chaos. In fact, the anti-Israel movement is tied to the BLM movement, as I mentioned a few minutes ago and weeks ago. It's true. And uh, in the next segment, maybe I'm going to show you the receipts but it's, it's, it's important to unpack a foundational discussion that gives you a glimpse into where we are right now by looking back on some history and identifying some key figures that are alive, well, and thriving today amidst the economic, social, and political chaos in America. And there are two really important concepts that we need to talk about. One is individual liberty, and the second is government control. And then there are two other pieces that we need to identify and give some definition to. One is the big power monster. The power monster, what's that? Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the other is the idea that we can let no crisis go to waste. Let no crisis go to waste. So those are the foundational pieces that we're going to snap together. And we're going to talk about them through the lens of BLM, through the uh, Students for Justice in Palestine and the anti-Israeli movement going on. Um, and, And I think that it will start to bring some clarity on where we are and what to do about where we are, because the natural inclination is to go, you know, the government ought to do something about that. Warning, every time you say the government ought to do something about that, you're saying I will give up my money and my power to the power monster. We'll talk about why that's dangerous next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.